Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Stream of Coffiness. I'm the writer. And I'm the musician. Welcome, everyone. Cheers. Cheers. Mmm. Mmm. I love the warmth in my mouth when I take a sip of coffee. Oh, yeah. What kind of coffee are we drinking today? Oh, some Trader Joe's coffee. French roast. Yeah. Delicious. French. How do you say coffee in French? Ha ha. You said cafe. Cafe. Ha ha. All right. Today we're going to talk about mistakes. And we're going to make a lot of mistakes to prove a point of how wonderful it is to make mistakes in your art. The imperfection of art. Yes. The beauty of imperfection. Because most people are trying to use Photoshop and make pictures perfect or trying to, say, write something. You try and craft it so it's perfect. You try and even edit a podcast and take out all the ums and the stutters and you try and Uh. tighten things up. (laughs) I can't remove that one. (laughs) Leave it. Cut. (laughs) All right. I think that maybe there's too much importance placed on perfection in art, trying to make it perfect. And that can maybe even hurt your art. And in a way, create a tension within which a lot of what we create, the best things we create come from a state of relaxation and allowing whatever wants to come through to be created, to be created. But when there's so much pressure from this idea of perfecting something, then that really affects our quality. And maybe not even perfect, but good enough. And maybe your mistakes are good enough. I loved watching Bob Ross and he'd always sort of help you be at ease with what you're doing. He's trying to show you how to paint, but he's also relaxing you saying, you might make a mistake, but just turn it into a happy little cloud or a happy little bush and just use the mistake and keep going. And in a way, I know that for me, when I experience some kind of a mistake or something that I didn't necessarily plan for, there is an initial like, oh, shiza, oh no. Like, what did I do? But then all of a sudden there is something that comes in that's like, all right, what am I going to do with this? What am I going to turn it into? And it actually starts to become fun and playful. Oh, yeah. I had a piece of music and I played it for you. And there was one note you love. You said, oh, that's a great note. How did you do that? And I'm like, that was an accident. I didn't mean to do that. (laughs) It was a total whoops, but it sounds beautiful. And and it was. And you kept it. Yeah, you keep it. You can choose to edit out all your mistakes and present your best self to your audience. Or maybe you can even let them in and be more vulnerable mm-hmm. by showing some of your imperfections and some of the mistakes. And, and, and mm. you can might invite people to do their own art by letting them know it's okay to not be perfect, to not be the best, to not you know go for a certain aesthetic that's possibly unattainable because can you even really do something perfect 
I love when I hear people singing, for example, and I hear the cracks in their voice and oh, I hear yeah. this, even a shakiness or like something Tom that's... Waits. Oh, Tom Waits has a, has a sort of a broken voice. But a it's, brokenness. It's so beautiful. And it's so true. There's mm. so much truth in that. And that's the kind of art that touches something really deep in me. Yes. I know that uh, Beck had done an interview and Beck had said that while recording one time in the studio, somebody popped the door open and was delivering food or somebody said the food is here or your burrito is ready or whatever they said. <laughs> burrito. Beck's just like, leave it. Great. Part of the song naturally happened. Let's do it. Let's just keep going. Did uh, they like record with them chewing and eating the burrito I think too? It's in the song. I think you can hear, I think there's, I forget, I wish I could find it, but, but I think it's in the song. You can actually hear somebody like pop the door. Hey, your food's here. What would be a mistake, but leave it and make it more natural. A uh, quote from Beck, anything goes, you always find interesting things that way. Yeah, make it become a part of the whole. I know there's a lot of musical examples, but in the B-52's Love Shack, everyone's favorite part of that song, she says, tin roof, rusted. That was out of time. It was, she came in way too early. And then the song goes, I didn't know that. It's a mistake. Oh, and they left it. Left it. And left it. And it's people's favorite part of the song. Oh, my gosh. So if they hadn't, if they had fixed it, like today in, yeah. in Pro Tools, if they had went in with their digital tools, like swords. digital surgery and, and yeah. fixed it and made it beautiful and perfect, it wouldn't be so remem so memorable, so beloved. Oh, I love that. I love it. And yeah. maybe going into the artistic process, knowing that it's okay to make mistakes, like you said, could reduce anxiety, that sort of fear of failure, thinking, oh, I can't do this. It's like, you can do it. Because even if you make a mistake, it might be the most wonderful thing you've done. Yeah. I was reading a book this morning. It's called For Writers Only, and it's by Sophie Burnham. And she talks about these two forms of anxiety, one being destructive anxiety and the other being creative anxiety. And perhaps the quality of imperfection and how people want to steer away from imperfection can maybe create so much anxiety that if someone isn't that comfortable with imperfection and allowing themselves to be imperfect in their art or in their life, then this could actually create a lot of anxiety. So in a way, the destructive anxiety can keep you awake at night and it could keep you blocked from so many things of what you want to create, like in your art or in your life. And the creative anxiety is something you can actually use, purposefully and intentionally use in order to move forward in your life. And I do wonder if being comfortable and learning to accept our imperfection can actually really help us in this way so that yeah. we know how to move forward. Well, yeah, I, in this podcast, have a logo that I created 
And when I first made the logo, I liked it, but there were mistakes and I kind of ignored it because I wanted to get going on the podcast and release episodes and really move forward. It was hard for me to let go because I have that sort of maybe, I guess, the destructive anxiety where, oh, oh it's not ready yet, so don't release it. But yeah. I was like, it's good enough yeah. to, to have a start, to have a logo, to have something there. Definitely. And I've since sharpened it up and I like it now. I like it a lot better, but I gave myself the freedom to fix it at the right time when I was ready. And if I had pressured myself, it would have delayed weeks the release of the first podcast. So you're welcome, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers. To all our listeners in <laughs> Ireland. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Yeah, that fear of imperfection can really stop an artist from even beginning at all. Something that I learned in jazz, there's no such thing as mistakes because whatever note you play, you're really only a half step away from the right note. Typically in music theory, it's a music thing to say that once you hit that air quotes, wrong note, you really only have to bend it a little bit to make it right. That's not much at all. That must be comforting. Well, if you, it's comforting, if you feel that otherwise you're, you hit the wrong note and you, you freeze up and you're done. Oh, and you're like hard on yourself and like so hard criticizing on yourself. yourself. Oh, Whereas somebody like Jimi Hendrix would play the note he'd bend it and, and do something amazing and make it into beautiful art. Whereas somebody that didn't know what they were doing hits that wrong note. And the minute they bust it out, it sounds terrible and stop, let's start over and I can make it better. I can do it better. And the truth of the matter is, can you do it better? Maybe being in the moment is everything, not waiting for the perfect moment. Now is always the perfect moment. So go forward in your art and seize all of your creative impulses and don't let things stop you. Like if you're painting, you make a bad stroke, make it into a nice, beautiful little cloud. If you're in jazz and you make a wrong note, make it into a beautiful note. So maybe we can make life beautiful by persisting in, in our efforts to, to make art and keep going. And by welcoming the process of Wel it all. Welcoming the process. Beautiful. Beautifully said. And get into it. Get into that process. And then, you know, you come up against some corner or some wall. Get into it. Move through it. Move around it. And maybe we need uh, more emphasis on that the process is going to have pitfalls and potential mistakes and imperfections. And how, how do you deal with that? Even self-compassion or self yes you know, self-love too, to be able to say, it's all right, you know, just stand up, fall down, how many, eight times, get up nine. Yes. It's not how many times you fall down, it's how many times you get up. As long as you get up one more time than all the number of times you <laughs> fell down, you're going to be okay. And yeah. don't we find out anyway, eventually in life that we tend to keep getting up? There's a... We do. We do. And sometimes it takes a while. Sometimes it's really fast, but you know, keep breathing. Just keep swimming. Keep, just keep swimming. <laughs> oh yeah. The definition of wabi-sabi 
is the aesthetic is sometimes described as one of appreciating beauty that is imperfect, impermanent, and incomplete in nature. Wait, what was that word? Wasabi? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> actually, in the Wikipedia definition of wabi-sabi, it actually says at the top not to be confused with wasabi. <laughs> so don't order wabi-sabi at your sushi place. It's going to be a mess. <laughs> Also, and if you want to like paint a painting, use, try, use, use the wasabi oh, method. Yeah, wasabi. It's put it on your palette. Japanese tradition to use <laughs> wasabi wabi sabi. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. No, I love that concept, the wabi sabi, and it values the beauty of imperfection and impermanence. Oh, which is. I think it's something that our brains even have a hard time wrapping itself around are these qualities. What you were saying earlier about the brokenness of the voice, mm. there is this inherent brokenness, even just imperfection, incompleteness, impermanence that makes, I know it makes me feel a little shaky sometimes, but like if I can accept that and embrace that in my art, in myself, in my relationships, in my connections with strangers and people and everything, then, I mean, it takes me to a different space, like inside of myself and in connection with my humanity. Maybe that flow state. Worrying about making a mistake might take you out of flow state and stop you from flowing through your artistic process and actually letting yourself flow through your creative impulses in a relaxed way to get to the beauty of, of the art inside of you. And even being able to be relaxed enough to be receptive to the art that just wants to come through you. And maybe even finding more beauty in others' arts by allowing their mistakes, their imperfections, their brokenness and, and whatever to make its way through you instead of wandering by and going, oh, well, that's not right. And then looking away and just moving on to the next piece. You see, Or it some could mistake. be better. Yeah, it could be better. <laughs> it could your be judgment, perfect. <laughs> your judgment is maybe keeping you from that music or that piece of art or that TV show or whatever it is, your own opinion on your music and your own judgment of yourself and how hard we are on ourselves with our art and with our lives and everything could be that whole mirror aspect that you're mirroring or projecting. And then you also, how hard you are on yourself, are hard on other people's art and you're judgmental about other people's art. And it's all sort of not productive for the world in general. To be so judgmental of yourself and judgmental of others, you might stop the flow and you might stop creativity and you might just not be getting into what's going on. You stop yourself from the purest enjoyment. You only go halfway. You didn't take it all in. You stopped and went, oh, no, that's not right. And you just moved on to something else that is more pleasing to you versus getting and letting it sit with you and maybe seeing what the artist was going through. There's a quote from a book called Wabi Sabi by Beth Kempton. 
And in it, she says, wabi-sabi is an intuitive response to beauty that reflects the true nature of life. And I thought of this quote when you were talking about what you were talking about just now, because it is a sort of going against the nature of life when like describing what you were just saying with judgments and how going with the true nature of life or what's in front of you and just being with it. Presence. Present. Be present with it. Yeah. I mean, that's a whole new way of living right there when we're not so in our head. We might need these things, mutations or divergence or mistakes or imperfections. We might need all of this in life. Like a four-leaf clover is a mutant, but we call it lucky. We call it amazing. We call it this wonderful thing. And why couldn't all of the mistakes in our art be the four-leaf clover? Four-leaf clovers. Lucky. I'm so lucky I made this mistake. I'm so lucky for all my accidents. (laughs) Wow. Cheers. Cheers to four-leaf clovers and mistakes and mutations. So cheers to mutation. Yeah. To the mutants. Cheers. Maybe we're all mutants. Like if we find our special weirdness that's so unique, that'll be our superpower. Like the four-leaf clover. I love it. Cheers to all of us finding our weirdness, our superpower weirdness. Our imperfections that make us beautiful. Mm. Even like talking about wabi-sabi, I know there's another Japanese technique where something breaks and they repair it using gold and make it more beautiful despite how broken and shattered it is like really Mm. like a like a bowl and it shatters into pieces and they use gold along the cracks to put it back together and now all the cracks are these golden filaments that just make this beautiful spider web that looks like some beautiful art created on purpose, but it was created by destruction and something that would be ruining the bowl. But instead they take that ruined bowl and make it beautiful using the gold. I forget the technique. I forget what it's called. And I love how they even like use this gold, this bright gold where it's not even something that just blends really easily it's almost like they're per- like purposefully just saying like this is here it happened highlighting like, it highlighting it and saying don't forget this it's a part of you it's a part of this bowl wow there's no denying it there's no looking away from it there's no like trying to hide it <laughs> at all right <laughs> Well, no, accentuating it even. Yeah, even and even, yeah, accentuating making it. Making it now, even maybe the most beautiful part is the broken part. And gold, how that is something that's actually. Bling. Bling. It's, <laughs> it's the part with that is, uh, has richness. The yeah, brokenness like has the richness. Gold teeth and grills and things like that. People don't like their teeth. They put gold and diamonds in there and bling it up. So there you go now. Yeah. Look at my 
teeth, you know, but lo looking at a gold tooth or something, that's that's an imperfection. But fill it in with gold, and it's it's suddenly the most remarkable part of your mouth. It's not fucked up anymore. It's like <laughs> <laughs> it's my my crown. <laughs> I think there's so much freedom that comes with embracing imperfections, mistakes, and especially when you talk about impermanence. Let's say that you were at a level of perfection where everything you did artistically was the best. How long is that sustainable? I think it's way more sustainable to say that your art is going to be imperfect over time than saying it's sustainable for me to be a high level of perfection for years and years and years and years and be the best. Yeah, to allow, to allow it to happen, that imperfection. So maybe it's not just each individual piece. You're allowing the individual piece, but over time, you're allowing, you know, a compendium of work. You're allowing all of this work to happen over years and years and years, that flow and that freedom, uh, because the that high level of standard wouldn't be a, attainable for a long period of time. It wouldn't be sustainable. It, it's more sustainable to think that you're going to make mistakes than it would be sustainable to think I'm going to make perfect art for years and years and years and make the best top quality art I can do over and over and over again. That reminds me of like, you know, when we're going through say a hard time in life, maybe a person might not be at their very best for that period of time where they're in healing or they're in growth or just going through some transition. Sure. And like in order to kind of like find just all these gifts and strengths and things you discover and explore during that time, how necessary it is to go into the imperfect parts of your growth or to, of to show up. your experience. Yeah. And where to show at. up just wherever you are, like not even at your best, but somehow there's some connection between that moment of imperfection and how that's actually going to help later on down the road in yourself, in your growth. Right. And right, like right with art as well to allow ourselves to just not even be at our, our best on some days when we show up to do our work. But somehow later on down the road, it comes all together and there's something that happens along the way if we give it the space and the time and the patience. Yes. I, I know that Frank Zappa, as amazing a guitarist as he was, was often unhappy with his solo or his tone or something, striving to continue to make it better and better and better, but still producing. He still produced the art. He still put it out there, but he kept striving for better and he got better. And I think it's that movement. It's that forward motion to say, here's where I'm at. I didn't like it that much, but you digest it. Here's my art. Get into it. And I'll do more. And he even went back into the studio and took a solo from one song and put it onto another song and like reshaped and reframed his art to make it better and better and make it more of what he wanted. But it takes that leap of doing the stuff that isn't perfect and then hoping, like you said, over time to get down into a place where you're really happy too but not to let that stop you from showing yourself to the world 
as an artist. Mm. Yeah, we can't let it stop any of us. And I know for me, like, I can be hard on myself. <laughs> I think we all can. And we all can. You know, there's a perfect blend to at least practicing through some glaring mistakes and being good enough, but also that balance of allowing some imperfections and some. So maybe there's just balance like in life for everything to let some of it through. But overall, maybe you do need this, how we're hard on ourselves to get better. But still oh, yeah. the balance to not let it stop you from the anxiety that we talked about, destructive anxiety that's not letting you, you need creative anxiety that says you might be judgmental and you might be trying to get better and you're doing your best, but you leave some of it, let it go through so that you move forward and get to the next level and you keep leveling up through this conversation that you're having with yourself and the universe through your art. And if you do have that fear of imperfection that comes up in a way in that moment you can try to switch your brain or thoughts to passionate exploration and to yes. just try with all your might in your art to just have fun exploring and seeing what you can learn or how you can get better like what you're saying and just direct that energy towards exploring. Cheers to exploring. Cheers. And isn't that what exploration is, is finding new places or finding new techniques or finding new things. And you're not going to find those if you play it safe and do things you know are air quotes perfect or things that are air quotes, right. Really, it's take a wrong turn and look, I found this new place. And so you're exploring <laughs> outside it. of the box, but you have to make a wrong turn. You have to go the wrong way. You kind of need people that, that are divergent to find new places yes. to go with, with art and music and, and writing and everything. It's exploration, which is flow and movement. And sometimes you're going to, you're going to cross lines. You're going to go over the bounds and you're going to find places that people haven't been. And that could be scary and you could feel like it's wrong, but then with artistic confidence, mm. nothing's wrong and everything's right. I guess to return back to, to what Beck had said, anything goes, you find interesting things in that way. Oh. That just makes me so excited when I hear you say all of that. It's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> it's just exciting. Isn't art exciting? <laughs> cheers. Cheers. So much cheers. And there we have another wonderful episode of stream of coffeeness we want to thank everyone listening oh thank you so much we love having you here to share in our words and our heart and our creations and feel free to share anything that you create we would love to see it show us all your mistakes yeah. 
misspell words in your email communication to us. Anything that you do, we're going to be very receptive, obviously. <laughs> Please do. Please do. <laughs> Love you all. Bye.